Hello and welcome to the European Respiratory Journal podcast. My name is James Chalmers and I'm the chief editor of the European Respiratory Journal. And this month, I'm delighted to welcome, if we had an audio equivalent of a red carpet, we'd be rolling it out for uh, Monica Gappa, who is the new president of the European Respiratory Society. Welcome, Monica. Well, thank you very much, James. What a nice introduction and what an honor to be here to talk about pediatric respiratory medicine today. So we're going to be talking about your editorial in this month's ERJ. The title is Children and the European Respiratory Society from Silos to Synergies. So tell us, Monica, about your editorial and tell us what the silos and the synergies are. Well, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. It really has been growing amongst leaders in the respiratory field. And we took the opportunity of this year's ERS Congress in Milano to sit together and discuss how we see the future of pediatrics and what we would like to do, both in the European context as well as in the global context. One of the key points that I think comes out of the editorial for me as an adult physician is the message that pediatric issues and early life influences isn't only a matter for pediatricians that we're looking to get adult physicians to think more about the pediatric origins of disease. So how do we do that, Monica? Well, we really think we have enough data now to convince everybody working in this field that there are early origins for any adult disease, whether you talk about asthma, COPD, or even lung cancer. We believe it's very important that our adult colleagues are aware of that and um, they could understand some of the symptoms and the, the diseases of their patients better if they ask the right questions, asking about events that have taken place during childhood. Even if they don't remember everything exactly, it might be helpful to know whether somebody has been born preterm whether he had to be hospitalized for pneumonia one time or several times, whether there was a history of repeated asthma attacks in childhood, whether there was a history of allergies in childhood, or what the family history of smoking was, which may be the most important factor if we talk about these entire spectrum of respiratory diseases. So part of the solution for getting more adult physicians to think about pediatrics must be a bit more communication between adults and pediatric respiratory medicine. Should we be seeing more joint initiatives, joint research projects, joint symposia between adults and pediatrics going forward? Well, definitely. I think it's really, we can learn from each other. So it's really the pediatricians giving the knowledge about early origins and how we treat children over to adult colleagues and the other way around. So joint symposia for any disease that's relevant to all of us would be great. That symposia during Congress, that is educational activities on the respiratory channel. This is comments to research that's been published in the journals coming from the other group. So there are lots of things I can think of. Another key barrier to research into pediatric disease is the paucity of research funding that's invested into pediatric disease and child health in general, which I guess is partly related to the pharmaceutical industry, regulators, etc. I mean, how do we overcome that barrier in terms of seeing more research specifically into to children and child health? Well, there are good concepts in place at EMA, for example, but I think it's also a joint effort to get pharmaceutical companies to really sponsor the pediatric research we are lacking. Maybe the most prominent example is asthma research, both in terms of severe asthma, where we have a really lack of data 
for most biologicals we are allowed to use. The other thing is the treatment of mild or moderate asthma, where we have a wealth of data for ICS larva treatment in adults, but there's really nothing like that in children. And so we have to advocate both from the adult side and the pediatric side that um, there are more trials. But a way could be to develop a clinical trial network that is specifically set up to design trials, help design trials that we need in the respiratory field, whether it's discussing this on the European level, on the government level and funding bodies, or discuss with adult colleagues who have been very successful in um, retrieving the money necessary to run these trials. We need to pursue all avenues that are there in order to reach a better representation of pediatric respiratory issues in the research field and get better clinical data to support our treatments and our care. Absolutely. If you build it, they will come. There's great examples, for example, in cystic fibrosis of where clinical trial networks have made trials easier and therefore people come and do more trials because it's financially and logistically possible to do so. So that that's a, a really great point. The um, cystic fibrosis treatment, that is a good example where we need to think globally. We have these treatments um, in many countries, in many high-income countries, but these are exactly the expensive treatments that are necessary to do life-changing medicine but these drugs are too expensive to be afforded by less wealthy countries. And even within Europe, there are disparities that we need to tackle and need to discuss. And I think the ERS is really well set up to contribute to such policy changes and advocacy. And I really would like to have a stronger pediatric focus in all of the ERS activities. A lot of what we see in pediatric respiratory medicine, pediatric respiratory disease is there are things that the pediatrician can do, but a lot of the, the problems with child health that we see and the results of disparities in care, but also disparities in socioeconomic status and society, environmental influences, for example. Um, what can we do as surgery clinicians to overcome those challenges, which are societal uh, as much as they are individual? Well, that is a difficult question, and I think we haven't got the final answer to that. But um, the first starting point is to take this into consideration when planning trials. The US has set an example with their asthma research in inner city children, and we have other problems within Europe, but this could be a way to address this and just to make politicians aware and policymakers aware where that disparities have an impact on, on health and lung health. I would hope a pediatric clinical trial network could support this and really go to the relevant real-life questions that are not always addressed or are regularly not addressed if we go to sponsored clinical trials. So there is a need to address that, and this goes beyond the standard pharmacy-sponsored clinical trial. Yeah, so a final word, Monica, the, the title of your editorial, From Silos to Synergies. So what are your key messages in terms of how we achieve more synergy between pediatric and adult respiratory medicine? 
Well, the silos cl clearly are pediatrics versus adult and the synergies, I think, are becoming clear with all the knowledge about early origins. So we have to transfer the knowledge that we gained during childhood. CF is the best example and educate our adult physicians. That's happening. We have to get into adult symposia, adult education to tell everybody about childhood origins. So we have a stronger advocacy for the pediatrics pediatric aspects of any respiratory disease and vice versa. We have to listen to adult physicians and hear their problems with COPD patients or whoever and um, how we can address these issues together. A lot of work to do, but a very exciting and important initiative to see more collaboration between adult and pediatric respiratory medicine. Along this theme this month, we've made pediatric respiratory medicine a theme in the European Respiratory Journal. So in addition to the great editorial by Monica and colleagues, I want to highlight some linked research studies that are published in the ERJ this month. So we have a study on dupilumab in children with asthma, looking at asthma control, and a study looking at airway smooth muscle in infants born preterm and the implications of that for future obstructive lung disease and many more. So it's been great to be joined by Monica to discuss her editorial. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Join us next month for a roundup of the year at the ERJ. I'll be talking with Don Sin, the Deputy Chief Editor and we'll be reviewing the year in the journal and also giving out some awards for our favourite papers and favourite images and other items that we've enjoyed this year in the ERJ. Thanks for joining us for the ERJ podcast. Mm -hmm.